All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition, special edition of Believe in Eagles, the film breakdown. Former NFL tight end Colin Thompson is here. Colin was in camp with the Minnesota Vikings, played the last three seasons with the Carolina Panthers. He has played in the XFL, the AAF, also was in camp with teams like the Bears and the Giants, played college football at the University of Temple, and he is the host of the Colin Thompson Show on Not For Long Media. We're going to break down the film. I gave Colin a little homework assignment, and I know that he did a great job breaking this down. He does a great job of watching tape. An NFL player's perspective of what it's like in the film room. So he broke down what he has seen from the Eagles, Hurts, the Eagles' passing game, Brian Johnson as a play caller, as a former tight end in the NFL. Why does he think Dallas Goddard's not off to a good start? And then we'll flip it over to the defense. Has he seen anything new or different from Sean Desai? Disclosure, Colin Thompson was in camp with the Chicago Bears when Sean Desai was the Bears coordinator. So he knows Sean Desai well. Is there anything more he should or can do? Those are some of the things we're going to get into on this special edition of Believe in Eagles. Our guest is NFL tight end Colin Thompson. What are you seeing from Jalen Hurts? There's a lot of people who are wondering, what's going on here? Should we be concerned? You know, last year, they won 14 games, Colin. He was a factor in every single win. Every game they played and they won, you were like, he was awesome. He was outstanding. They've won two games this year, and I don't know that you would say he's at the top of the list of the reasons why they won, or maybe he is. What have you seen through two games with Jalen Hurts? I think we get lost in the fantasy football world a little bit there because people forget that even Patrick Mahomes some days isn't the main reason why Kansas City wins. It could be because of Andy Reid. It could be by you know Travis Kelsey. It could be why Chris Jones had a couple sacks. So it changes week to week. I think people forget that in the NFL. But really for me, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you couldn't have had probably two worse situations to go into. A, Bill Belichick coming off of an entire summer of preparation and multiple film, multiple film games to watch, excuse me, including the entire Eagles playoff run, including all of the regular season. So you're facing Bill Belichick and Bill O'Brien, who has a lot to prove for a guy that's been out of the league and trying to get cohesiveness back in that team. New England, notorious, one of the toughest defenses to face every year, no matter who their personnel is. And then on the flip side, on a short week, you're playing probably the next two guys you don't want to face. Brian Flores, who runs the same defense and brings more pressure than Bill, and he's hungry. They have great pass rushers, as you saw. They have some really cool pieces on defense. They struggle to stop the run in Minnesota. And then on top of that, you have Kevin O'Connell, who's one of the best coordinators in the NFL, and Kirk Cousins, who we know is super tough, and all those pieces on the outside who can move the football. So I say all that saying that I think it's a lot of external things that people aren't taking the credit. They're saying, oh, it's the Vikings. You know, oh, it's New England. but those teams should be towards the top of their divisions because of their players, their coaches, et cetera. So I think it's really not maybe Jalen Hurts. I think it's more the product of who they're playing, who they're facing. I think he's shown unbelievable ability to learn and find ways to improve on, you know, the deep ball it was a couple of years ago. Uh, a couple ways, you know, use your legs and take care of your body. Don't put your body at risk because you're extremely valuable. So 
you're going to see a little less of that running from Jalen, and you're going to see the offensive line lean on people like you saw in the Thursday night game, run the football, take shots down the field. They missed a couple that they usually hit on. So I think it's more of those kind of four coaches and those two teams they face instead of Jalen. They ran the ball 48 times very successfully. I mean, you could do that all day. But you got A.J. Brown, you got Devonta Smith, you got Dallas Goddard. So is it the defense took the pass game away and said you're not going to do that? Is the pass game limited? Why did they have to? I think it's not that, hey, we ran the ball well. Great. But why are you having to resort to basically a a, a college-esque offense because it seems that you're not efficient in the pass game? When you face these two defensive schemes, which Flores showed in Miami, Coach Belichick, he's shown all the co- coordinators leave and they take it with them. It's a cover zero scheme, no safeties, man-to-man coverage. We're bringing more people than you can protect. There's two ways to dissect it. Get the ball out quickly or run the football right at it. What do the Eagles decide to do? Everyone's answering here on their steering wheels. They decide to run right at it. And you saw what happened because either they were dotting guys in zone coverage when they were dropping out to zone or they were taking what the defense was giving them. So that's what good teams do, right? Like the Vikings and New England fans, they're saying, you know what? We almost had the Eagles. But all those good teams throughout the decades in the NFL, New England and Kansas City, I was in Carolina. We tried to beat them. We would always say we almost beat Kansas City, we, but we lost. And those teams moved on. So it's great questions. They have all the skilled guys in the world. They still, and we're going to get into the offensive coordinator, they still spread guys out, run a very simple offense. I would love to play in that offense. It is straightforward. Take what people give you, and you have to honor Jalen's legs because he's so dynamic and can kill you if you forget him in the run game. Uh, Colin Thompson, NFL tight end, the Colin Thompson show on Not For Long Media. You mentioned the play caller, Brian Johnson, uh, Florida guy, Utah, give me two. Uh, first time calling plays in the NFL, and some people say, hey, his relationship with Hurts, they're going to have great synergy. What are you seeing from him so far as a play caller? Was he at Florida when you were there? He was not. He was not there. But what I've seen from him as a play caller is a lot of what we saw last year. Really, it's the same offense. They're going to spread people out. They're going to use yeah, the like, tight Okay, you, you've been in an offense and, and have different play callers. Yep. It might be the same exact play, but the guy calling it has a different feel, doesn't he? I guess. It's always Jimmys and Joes and not X's and O's. Everybody calls the same plays, especially if you're going to be in this spread it out Kansas City type situation that the Eagles are in because of Jalen Hurts' skill set. So to me, Johnson's play calling has been on par for last year. They're just missing on a couple throws or they're just missing on a run or maybe Jalen Hurts pops a – QB draw against New England to seal the game, and he fumbles. So that's a part of early in the season woes. So I think they're doing fine. They're spreading people out. They're taking what the defense is giving them. The Eagles were going silent cadence at home. I don't think people saw that because they were going in such up-tempo and having so much success, they couldn't get the crowd to quiet down enough after a first down that they're going silent cadence at home. So shout-out to the Eagles fans. That's pretty cool. And then shout-out to the O-line for running the ball and getting that organized. That's a part of being a good coordinator, too. I saw that. I see them doing some two tight end sets, washing everybody down. And if Jalen pulls the ball, it's him versus a corner. I'll take him versus the corner any day of the week, no matter who the corner is. So I like what they're doing. They're taking deep shots. They're taking what the defense gives them. 
Well, and, and that's another thing real quick is Jalen Hurts in the run game. It seems it's not effective as effective so far. So he's just turning around and handing it off. But these teams essentially, it feels like anyway, they are not letting Jalen Hurts kind of get Get that decision. That the decisions. You now he had twelve carries, but only thirty-five yards the other night. I mean, so they're not letting him kind of get the break off those big runs like we saw a lot of last year. Yeah, I think people are. You know, they have to say they're, they're going to make a decision. Who's going to let them be? But is that us? something, Colin? Can you kind of take us? All right. So here's Jalen Hurts. He has a great year last year. Well, yep. now our teams all summer saying I'm going to watch Jalen Hurts all summer long because they're on our schedule. And that's not going to happen this time around. Last year, we only got to prepare for him for a week. Now we have all summer to say we're going to play and get ready for this guy. Well, I, I, it's a great point, Mike. I think for me, it's more of the fact that when he pulls the football in the zone read game, right, he reads it and pulls it, we're just not going to let him pull it. We're just not going to let him pull it. Like the one time he pulled it, the defensive end was right there. It was a bad pull by him. And – the, the backer showed up and made the play for for a tackle for loss. So I feel I think, like, real quick, I feel like last year he made the right decision on where to pull yeah. or hand it off 99% of the time. You're like, dude, this guy never makes the wrong decision. He always <laughs> hands it when he's supposed to and pulls it when he's supposed to. He could be forcing his hand a little bit, right? That's how it goes. Our LCMR, Hunter Ray, our quarterback, who's committed to play Division One baseball. We're trying to get him to do and make the right decision and not force things. If a team allowed makes you hand the ball off every time, then hand the ball off every time. And you saw that against Minnesota. They were saying we're going to set edges and then our double teams up front, there's gonna, they're going to be short somewhere because you have to, again, you have to, in the numbers game defensively, figure out how we're going to stop Jalen Hurts because he's that dynamic. So Eagles fans, pump the brakes. I think it's a product of the coaching staffs you just faced, the teams you just faced, they have some dynamic pieces. I think they settle in in the future, and I'm, I think they're going to pick up a lot of momentum and use all the pieces, pieces and the gadgets a little bit better than we just well, they have in the past. And full disclosure, you were in the Minnesota camp, so you know what right. that defense is they're all good. about. Right. You they're know what good. that defense is all about. I mean, they have Davenport and Hunter and Hicks, who's a great guy, and we talk about Philly all the time to him. I'm like, hey, man, I wish the Eagles would have signed you. <laughs> He's like, ah, I got more money in Arizona, and they never would have paid me a dime. They don't pay linebackers. He That's said right. that. and He's right. He's like, I'm okay with it. But I like their pieces defensively. Harrison Smith is back there. They have some good players. They have some good guys interiorly. It's just like, that's what happens when you play the Eagles. What are you going to do? Are you going to bring a bunch of pressure and have these really good wideouts beat you in man-to-man coverage and give up these massive plays? Now, the Vikings decided against it, and that's why you saw – the run game explode because they're like, we're not, we can't let these guys beat us on deep shots. And they still did, but you know, the Mike Vikings still made it a good game. Uh, NFL tight end, Colin Thompson. Uh, he hosts the Colin Thompson show on not for long media. Check that out on his social media platforms. You're a tight end. Dallas Goddard might be one of the best tight ends. Colin, why is he not able to get going? They targeted him. Nothing was there. The week before, there was nothing there for him. So why is Goddard off to a clunky start? Yeah, complete tight end for me. There's not a lot of them in the league. It's like Goddard, Kittle, Higby. Um, I think Ian Thomas is, can be in that group, too, in Carolina. And I, I like TJ Hawkinson blew me away in Minnesota. I told him, I said, I think you're better, actually, than I thought you were. That's how good TJ is, and I always thought he was a perennial pro bowler. I think Goddard's in that category. So I wa- went back You're and watched You're saying, by the way, complete tight ends because you didn't mention Com- Kelsey. Complete. Because Kelsey's Kelsey not a blocker. A I think he's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. 
He's a Hall of Famer. I'm just he's trying old. to clear that up for the listeners who are saying this idiot didn't mention Kelsey. No, yeah, you're no. saying guys who catch and block. Yeah, that can do both. That are that are that a coordinator saying on Monday morning when they're putting the game plan to, game game plan together. Aaron, uh, excuse me, Andy Reid's not putting Kelsey in the run game game plan. Right. right, he's getting him a screen. He's getting him the ball over the middle. But on the run game period, Kelsey's over there catching balls with uh, Mahomes. He's not a part of inside run. All those tight ends I just named are a part of the Oklahoma drill star practice. So I, you know, I think that that tells a little bit of the story here with Goddard, because in the run game, Goddard has been so solid, so so solid. He caves the edge down. The back usually cuts back off of him. All those cutbacks off Goddard there—that's a play that starts front side. It's inside zone. The front side of the play ends up becoming. The backside of the initial play, not to get too nerdy into football here, but Goddard wipes it down. He does a great job. They've been trying to get him bubble screens. They've been trying to get him a tight end screen. He's been forcing his hand a little bit. I think he got a little too wide on both of those screens when he should be slipping it up inside. When you get too wide on your screens and you're, you want to create these big explosive plays, probably because he's not getting the ball as much, the O-lineman can't block the guys coming inside out, so that's an issue. Um, so I think, listen, he's another guy, and the Eagles have it. When you have these great weapons, some days, Devontae Smith is going to have a huge game. Some days, you know, it could be Dallas Goddard. It could be the running back position. Yeah. Who knows which running back is going to have that big game? It could be Jalen Hurts. One, one game they may say, listen, we're going to load the box, and if Jalen pulls it, we're going to run to him. Jalen may have 100 yards rushing in a game. So I think you just got to wait and see and pick your poison, and Dallas is a part of that. Dallas could have amazing games. You just don't know when it's going to be. That said, um, you have any thoughts on – the Brown, I don't think it was a big deal at all. This is probably two buddies who constantly bicker at each other, and after the game, yeah. saying, taps them on the leg and says, ah, you know, that's just me, man. Um, yeah. A.J. Brown. I mean, people are talking about that this weekend in Cape May, and I was talking to some people in D.C. about it yesterday that are Eagles fans. I'm just like, listen, man, we have no idea what that's about. That could be about, uh, you know, something from the Super Bowl they could be talking about, and – He's telling them to move on. We'll talk about it later. You just don't know. Like, right. and well, you've, seen, the, you've seen wide receiver and quarterback get into it, and then it just goes away. Yeah, and then it's just like, dude, like, if you watch the completions again, like, Jalen almost had multiple touchdowns, right? They were a little overthrown. Or he's on the one I watched again today. He, he didn't stop running, but he just slowed down a little bit. If he kept the Jets on, I think that's a touchdown there down the left-hand side, I believe. So, listen, I mean, again, pick your poison with these guys. Who – are you going to allow to beat you in Philly? That's the answer. And I think these two defensive coaches they just faced are pretty smart guys. They know what they're doing, and they have the personnel, so I think that's why they struggle. All right, so you watched them on tape the last two weeks. Uh, Gainwell versus Swift. Does Sirianni really have a decision? How does he break up the run game now after watching the two tapes? I think we're going to see what we've always seen in Philly, especially during the Doug Peterson era, the Sirianni era, and it's going to be running back by committee. Again, pick your poison. Because one day, Gainwell may have the hot hand. You may be picking him up on your fantasy team the week after, and he may not get any touches. It's just how it goes. So I think you give the hot hand, you ride the hot guy, you give, you know, you get the first series of the second quarter, you give the guy, he's got the runs, right? And then the next guy comes in. Because they run so much tempo, you can't, like, you can't balance the reps always. So it's a great question, Mike. I, I'm, honestly, I'm taking Switzerland with it. I really think that they're going to split those carries, and there's no real competition. It's like, hey, we're a running back room. This is how we want it. This is how you go to the Super Bowl, right? You need multiple pitchers to win a World Series. You need multiple sluggers to do it. I think you need multiple running backs in today's NFL to do it. You see what's happened with 
running backs all over the league with Saquon and Chubb and all these guys getting hurt. All right, we'll close out with some defense here, Colin. You play tight end, so if you're studying the Eagles' defense, you seen anything new or different from Sean Desai uh, that John Gannon did? Uh, is there more he should or can do with the talent he currently has? You can make an argument that Desai's running a similar defense with less talent. <laughs> Man, they got some talent, though. <laughs> they do, but it's yeah. in different. I mean, they're, obviously, they're really good up front. But the line yeah. in, in the game against Minnesota, you're playing without a safety. You're playing without a corner. You're playing without your linebacker. Yeah, they still have Darius Slay. Obviously, you see that. And they lost the safety. You went to Detroit, the Gator there, Florida Gator player. Uh, so, I, you know, what well, I saw. By the way, Torres Peck is out for the year. Yeah, he's a stud, too. I know that's CJ, sad. Gardner I, yeah. Johnson. For yeah, the thank you. Club. Gardner Johnson. Yeah. Thank you. Saints traded for him. Love it. Love the move. He was a great player, and he got paid good for him. That's why you go do that because you get paid and you get to guarantee money. So if you tore your tear your pack and you don't take a pay cut elsewhere, you make your money, and now he's a free agent. Wish him nothing but the best. So uh, interesting stuff. I don't know to compare him. I think, you know, Coach Gannon gets a really bad rap. I mean, last year they were unreal. The defense was unbelievable, and he, had a, he was pressing the buttons. You got to give him credit where credit's due. He got a head coaching job out of it. So – for me, Sean Desai, I'll make it crystal, crystal clear. Sean and I are great friends. He coached me with the Chicago, and the guy's a boy genius. Go study how this man make it to where he made it to where he is today. Your jaw is going to be on the ground, folks. This guy was a professor in college and a teacher in high school and is now a defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. He was for the Chicago Bears as well. He's an amazing man. So I think the one player that really impressed me was the first drive of the second half. It was second and nine. And it was the strip sack. Fletcher Cox scoops it up. Sweat on the sack play. And team set protection away, you know, away from Sweat because they're saying, listen, we're going to double team Hassan Reddick. Sweat's going to be one-on-one. He's still a good player. That's what makes these D-lines great. And you're going to put Sweat one-on-one with the backup tackle for Minnesota. Darisol, who I think is one of the best offensive linemen in the league, period. No one even knows about him. He sh- everybody should know about him. I didn't know about him until I got to Minnesota. He was out for the game. Center's out for the game for Minnesota. So they set the protection away to Hassan. Hassan drops into coverage. So Kirk's first read was the guy that Hassan was guarding man-to-man. That's what makes Hassan so dynamic. So they bring Sweat. He's one-on-one with the tackle. He goes right around the tackle. Strip sack because the running back went to Hassan. The O-line went to Hassan. We're not going to let him beat us, and that's what good pass rushers get all the time is these double teams. And then a strip sack fumble, which I thought was a really unique way to bring pressure uh, is have your best pass rusher drop out. Now, people will roll their eyes about that, but that's the game with inside, inside the game, and I love that blitz from Sean. It stood out to me, no doubt about it. Uh, the Colin Thompson Show, you can check out at Not For Long Media on his social media platforms, and, of course, uh, he'll be joining us right here Tuesdays on the Sports Bash. We'll take a look back. Eagles and the Buccaneers. Give us a quick thought. You've played Tampa a couple times in Carolina. You played them twice a year. What does Todd Bowles defense uh what's the philadelphia offense matched up with the tampa defense how's that look to you for monday night yeah todd bowles temple guy uh that whole staff is like temple people well and that's going to be a home game for the eagles just so everybody knows um (laughs) it's a big five down front with edge setting defensive ends and two linebackers in the middle that run around and make a bunch of plays when a good player on the back end they have some good corners too they still have a lot of really good players from that tom brady era uh, with Barrett and, and the young player out of Washington, the edge rusher. So, I, listen, it just depends how close they can the Bucks can keep it 
right? So it's like the Eagles are going to run the ball and wear these guys down. They can play with a lot of tempo because it's hot and there's some big boys in there for Tampa. So I would see some tempo out of tempo out of Philly to slow down the big boys up front. I think Vita Bay is still there. So they're going to want to tire him out. Um, but I, I like the Eagles offense against anybody in the league. I'll be honest with you. I just think you can't match up. What are you going to have? Are you going to run cover two and try to stop the pass and they're going to run it right up you for 250? Or are you going to say we're going to bring pressure and hope to get to Jalen and they're going to make checks and then you're one-on-one with their all pro wide receivers and tight end. So um, I think you're going to see a lot of pressure out of Todd and then whatever you saw beat the Eagles from New England and from Minnesota defensively, I'm using offensively. You're going to see it from the Bucks defense. They're going to bring the same stuff. That's what the league is. It's a copycat league. All right. Colin Thompson. Great stuff. We'll be doing this Tuesdays right here on the radio on 97.3 ESPN. Check out the Colin Thompson show. CT, tell the people when they can find your shows. Yeah, we come out a couple shows a week. Uh, I'm still training full time as an NFL free agent looking for a job. So it's a really fun dynamic. We have a bunch of shows at not for long media. You can check them out too. not for long media dot com our social media sam boner mick joins you guys on fridays too with is always fun he's the man and has great perspective mike joins us on sam boner show on mondays as well too talking all things football fun sports drinks jersey shore so mike thanks for coming y'all man it's great to see you we'll see what the birds do this weekend all right that's colin thompson everybody here on believe in eagles great breakdown we'll try to get colin doing a little film breakdown for us more here on Believe. Pass the word, like, rate, review, subscribe, Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And there is a look at the Eagles' offense and a little defense for the first two weeks of the season here on Believe. Have a great one, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.